0: Before we start the show today, we have the sad news that former Aberdeen manager Ebi Scovedal passed away last week after a long illness at the age of 75. Ebi guided the Dons to two cap finals in his first season at Aberdeen and was manager at the club from 1999 to 2002. He brought the likes of Adolf Stavrum, Hisham Ziruali and Roberto Bisconti to the club. His personality, dry humour and genuine love for Aberdeen was clear to see and definitely one of life's real characters. Rest in peace, Ebi.
1: Even if it's in the papers, it could be true.
2: Zanali shoots. That's brilliant. That's a great cross. Handy down, and there's the opening goal. Evans Cordell will certainly be pleased with the score.
1: And Upmatt Stabram might have taken on the body. What a transformation!
2: Aberdeen
1: are in front! The operation went well, but the patient died.
2: Piss it across, there's the goal! Robbie Winters has won it in the final minute! Drama here at Pichaudre! It's
1: good. I'll enjoy that one. Statistics like miniskirts uh, gives you a lot of good ideas, but it hides what's important.
0: Coming up this week on the AFC, Don's Cats were post match with Derek McInnes following the Celtic match on Sunday. Dave Cormack speaks out on Sky's coverage of the game. Aberdeen women go on a goal scoring spree, and of course, our roundup of the weekend's matches in the Premiership and some supporters' news. Starting off with the match on Sunday then, and if you saw Sky's pre match promo on the game, you think there was only going to be one result. Nothing was further from the truth, and we'll have more on that later. Ahead of the match kicking off, there was a minute's silence in tribute to Ebby Scovedale, and I'm sure the Red Army will pay their respects once we get back to Pataudry. There was one change to the Aberdeen side that beat Hamilton 4-2 on Tuesday. Ross McCrory came into the starting line-up at the expense of Scott Wright, who dropped to the bench. Both Johnny Hayes and Ryan Edmondson, who were injury doubts, made the starting 11. It was Aberdeen that took the lead in the 42nd minute. Marley Watkins delivered a through ball into the box. Lewis Ferguson ran to pick it up, but was taken down in the box by Incham. Lewis fired home from the spot kick to put us ahead. Not long after the second half started, it was Celtic who equalised through a Callum McGregor goal in the 52nd minute, firing his low drive beyond Lewis. Ryan Edmondson went off injured after a rough challenge from Shane Duffy in the 57th minute. And in his place came Sam Cosgrove, who returned for his first match of the season. His return was noticed. He was in the thick of the action within minutes, unleashing a 12-yard shot at Scott Bain. Ryan Hedges followed up the shot and bundled the ball home with his knee from three yards out to put the Dons ahead 2-1. Celtic sub Lee Griffiths equalised for Celtic in the 75th minute, but Aberdeen should have been awarded a free kick for a foul on Cosgrove in the build-up to the Celtic goal. And just two minutes later, Celtic went ahead after Tommy Hoban fouled Nusi in the box as he tried to win the ball. Willie Collum pointed to the penalty spot and Ryan Christie stepped up to put Celtic ahead. A blow for the Dons, but the action wasn't over after we grabbed a stoppage time equaliser after Conor McLennan was brought down in the box by Callum McGregor at the same time as Cosgrove fired against the bar. Willie Collum brought play back from the foul and awarded the penalty. Lewis Ferguson stepped up and slotted home his second penalty of the game and his third goal of the week to make it 3-0. A match not as one-sided as Sky would make it out to be, and we do it all over again this coming Sunday in the Scottish Cup semi-final.
2: Scott Wright in particular, of your substitutes, made, had a huge impact in the game.
0: Yeah, I thought Sam did well and I
2: thought Connor did well. Um, but you've got to say, Scottie Wright, you know, it was always a plan to bring him on in the game. Um, maybe when Celtic get a wee bit leggy, just throw that energy on them. him. Um, we, we thought about starting Scottie and playing Marley up top. Um, but we wanted that physical presence, and we thought Ryan, having scored the two goals the other week, the other day, um, it was important for him to start again. Um, and we wanted to play Hedges central. When you see this, how high Celtic's fullbacks go. What we didn't want to do was have Ryan Hedges. In certain games, we can play Ryan Hedges out there. But today, what we didn't want to do was play Ryan Hedges um, as a white player today, and, and spend a lot of the game um, defending too far away from the opposition goal. His impact in the team has been great. And playing in a more central area, I think we get a lot of benefit from. So, uh, unfortunately, one was missing out, and we, and unfortunately, it was Scott. But his reaction terrific, and that's exactly how it should be. Actually, he was that good for us, and that important. To us, I don't think we would have got the result without him. And that's how important his performances and impact can have. And he's got to grab that importance and see that how important he is to me.
0: OK, let's up, look, look back at the other games in the Premiership at the weekend. Hibs beat Kilmarnock 1-0 at Rugby Park with a Kevin Nisbet penalty on Saturday. well saw Ross County 4-0 at Fir Park and it was 0-0 between St Johnston and Dundee United at McDermott Park. St Miriam versus Hamilton was postponed due to a number of St Mirren players and coaching staff testing positive for COVID-19. In the other match on Sunday, Rangers defeated Livingston 2-0 at Ibrox thanks to first-half goals from Joe Aribo and Jermaine Defoe to increase their lead at the top of the table to six points. Meanwhile, Aberdeen women claimed their second win of the season with an emphatic 9-0 win against Badamure Thistle on Sunday. Three goals from Bailey Hutchison, two from Ailey Shore and individual goals from Bailey Collins. Johan Fraser, Jenna Penman and a penalty from Francesca Ogilvie put the Dons women at the top of the table on six points in SWPL2 ahead of Hamilton in second.
1: Coronavirus cases have risen in Scotland. To keep people safe, there are new national restrictions and extra measures in the central belt for 16 days. Outside the central belt, pubs, bars, restaurants and cafes can serve alcohol outdoors until 10pm, but indoor venues cannot serve alcohol and must close at 6pm. Existing household restrictions remain. Don't meet people from other households in your home and only meet one other household outside. There are additional temporary restrictions for those living or working in the central belt. These are, all licensed premises except cafes must close for 16 days. Unlicensed premises can open until 6pm. And if you don't have a holiday planned, stay close to home. This is a temporary coronavirus reset. If we all stick with it, we can slow the spread, return to more relaxed restrictions safely, and help save lives.
0: Dave Cormack has hit out at Sky Sports for their coverage of the Aberdeen versus Celtic match on Sunday. Sky Sports released a promo clip on social media ahead of the fixture at the weekend, which had a clip of 22 goals scored by Celtic at Pittodrie in recent years. Aberdeen have scored four goals at home against the Glasgow side over the past two seasons, but none of these were included in their coverage. And to top it off, the official SPFL broadcaster misspelled Aberdeen in their footage. Dave Cormack responded with a message on Twitter. Really disappointed at Sky to spend all week creating a one-sided promo that tries to humiliate any club goes against Sky's commitment to help promote and grow the SPFL. Thanks for the motivation and for showing our three goals today. By the way, team name is spelt Aberdeen. Apology on its way. The clip has since been deleted by Sky, but you can see it on the Inverness Reds website. Fans across Scottish football were equally angered by the broadcaster's approach to Scottish football, which doesn't provide fair and balanced coverage outside of the Glasgow two. Prior to our match on Sunday, Derek McKinnis paid tribute to Ebby Scovedal. Here's Derek at the pre-match press conference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, just got wind of that really, just um, prior to coming into the press conference and um, obviously we're talking about it uh, going out uh, through the canteen there a lot of people um still here at the club who, who worked with him and you know it's a sad day um he he left his mark on the club he was a a, a a huge figure and um and very popular amongst a lot of the staff here so um it is a sad day for for his family um and uh, quite shocked when i heard you know i just obviously didn't know he was in ill health or anything whether it was Sudden, so uh, as I say, just prior to coming into the press, had heard that news. So very, uh, very sad day for for uh, for his family and for the club. I mean, I remember him very fondly. He was a, as I say, he was a real character. He always had a lot of time for you as well. And what you are saying there, the fact that you know, he's one of those rare breeds in football. You won't meet anyone who's got a bad word to say about him. And I guess that kind of sums up the man, the man himself, as well as the football man. Yeah, I can only talk from what people who know him a lot better than I do. I didn't know him, and never met him. Um, but obviously, he's um, a lot of his stories and a lot of the, the affection that he had um, carries on, you know. And uh, it's not always, you know, people can come into club, work for clubs, and don't always have that positive impact, you know. And um, you know, certainly, there was a lot of goodwill towards him from speaking to a lot of the staff and people within the club who who would worked from over a period of time, so you know. Again, he um, for guys like yourself who have obviously um, had that association with him and, and uh, got to know him better. I'm sure it will be um, um, a sad day for everybody who who was who did know him. But he did leave his mark. Uh, I think he people think fondly of him um, um, from his association with the club.
0: The Scottish football season can be played to a finish despite the big challenges of COVID-19 outbreaks at clubs, according to Professor Jason Leach, National Clinical Director. The SPFL announced on Friday that they want to attempt to avoid any repeat of the ill-feeling and infighting that marked April's decision to the curtailment of the season due to coronavirus. The league body is consulting clubs on a move granting the SPFL board powers to manage the impact of coronavirus on matches, the league and titles, promotion and relegation. Clubs will be asked how many matches they think should be played before final placings can be decided rather than a season being declared void. Members will also be asked whether league games should be routinely forfeited if a club cannot fulfil a fixture, as happens in the Betfred cap. This can only happen for league games if a disciplinary process finds clubs guilty of breaching protocols. Meanwhile, Kilmarnock have been accused of breaching the league's coronavirus rules in the build-up to their postponed class with Motherwell earlier this month and will now face an SPFL disciplinary hearing. Hamden Chiefs launched an investigation after Kelly were forced to call the game off after Alex Dyer's team registered six positive tests, forcing the entire rugby park squad to quarantine.
2: Catch live audio and video
0: of our next match, only on Red TV.
2: Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights, and all the goals, exclusive interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action, only on Red TV.
0: Our league match against Hamilton has been postponed this Saturday so that we can take part in last year's postponed Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic at Hampton Park on Sunday. The match kicks off at 2.30pm and you'll be able to watch it live on Premier Sports. Or if you have a Red TV subscription, video coverage will be available for international subscribers and audio only in the UK and Ireland. Coverage starts there at 2pm. Our away fixture against Rangers at Ibrox, originally scheduled for Saturday the 21st of November, has been moved to Sunday the 22nd of November with a midday kick-off. The match will be shown live on Sky Sports, so there'll be no pay-per-view option on Red TV, but you can get a pay-per-view option through Now TV using a Sky Sports day pass. Aberdeen are once again supporting the Scottish Poppy Appeal this year. This Poppy Scotland's largest fundraising campaign and takes place every year between the end of October and Remembrance Sunday. Aberdeen have released a 2020 AFC Poppy Pin badge for you to purchase this year to help the cause. You can purchase it online now on the AFC Club Shop for four pound. And before we go, we've got big news. We've reached our quarter of a millionth download of the AFC Donscast shooting last week since we returned last year. Our audience is truly worldwide from Australia and New Zealand to Canada and the US, the Middle East and of course our homegrown listeners. It wouldn't have happened without you. So a big thank you from us to you. And that's it for this week on the AFC Donscast. I'll be back with more following our Scottish Cup semi-final game against Celtic on Sunday. And on Sunday we'll have live score updates on Facebook, Twitter and the Inverness Reds website, where you'll also find live match stats on the main homepage. Between now and then, stay up to date at invernessreds.co.uk and on our social media, and I'll be back here from 8pm on the 3rd of November. Till then, thanks for listening, have a good week, and stand free. all for this week. More Aberdeen news next Tuesday evening from 8.